Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to week 11 of the NFL season. Week 11 of your fantasy football season. It's the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm, it's Saturday, November 17th. We are less than a week away from Thanksgiving, and we're here to get you some wins in your fantasy football league. We're also here to get you some some money so you can buy Thanksgiving dinner coming up next week, Thursday. We have our bets for this week's uh, college and NFL betting, our NFL games. Um, as you can tell probably by now, Dan's not here. Dan has family members in town from, from well, out of town for the Thanksgiving holiday. So he is he is not with us today. But fret not, he sent me his picks for Beat the Host. He sent me his picks for his college and, and NFL bets. Uh, the only thing you're going to miss from him is, is his, his guesses on the Fantasy Girl of the Week measurements. But um, that doesn't mean we won't have a Fantasy Girl for you. We do have that. We have all your news and notes. We have uh, your must-starts and don't-bothers for week 11 of your fantasy football season. We have Beat the Host. We have a, a special guest with us today for Beat the Host. And we have, what am I missing? Anything else? Well, you have me. Uh, it's Dave. Remember to check out the website, mycffl.com, mycffl.com. Everything we talk about, the links for the news and notes will be there. The Fantasy Girl will be there. Everything that's on the website is what we're talking about today on, on the podcast. Also, questions, comments, concerns, send us an email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. If you want to be a guest on Beat the Host, send us an email. Let us know you want to be on. We'll get back to you, and there's a couple weeks left in the season that are that are available. We can get you on one of those, and you can have a chance to win some great prizes. Also, you have something you want to say about the podcast. You don't like it. You like something. You uh, want to put in your guesses for, for um, some NFL betting or some college betting. Feel free to do that. You got something to say about Dan and me? Feel free. Send us a send us an email. CFF podcast at hotmail.com. Also, if you don't want to do it through an email, you can do the call-in line and leave a message. 414-520-8249. Leave us a message on the call-in line. We'll we'll get you on the podcast as long as, you know, it's family-friendly and not too not too crude and obnoxious. Other than that, it's time to get into the news and notes, everyone. And as always, when it comes to the news and notes during the the NFL season, we always start with the siren. That means there's some injuries to talk about. And the first one is a big one. The Rams lost their stud wide receiver. Well, one of their stud wide receivers the way they're playing this, this year. Cooper Cup. 
gone for the season with a torn ACL. Cup played in eight games this season and battled back from a knee injury earlier in the year. I mean, if you're looking for the next guy in the lineup from the Rams, you may want to take a look and see if Josh Reynolds is available in your fantasy league as he looks to be getting more action with the loss of Cooper Cup. But the loss of Cooper Cup could be a pretty big thing for the Rams. They go against the Chiefs this week, the number one game that everybody's going to be looking forward to this week. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup's Rams, minus Cooper Cup, of course, against the Kansas City Chiefs. This game was supposed to be played in Mexico City, but, you know, lack of God knows what caused that game to be moved back to L.A. So there's not going to be anybody there watching the game. The best game in the NFL that week, no one's going to be watching it because it's in L.A. and it wasn't supposed to be in L.A. because Mexico City couldn't get their shit together and get a a field that's playable. But um, it's sad. Um, Mark my words, the stadium will not be full unless, and I'm going to tell you, most of the fans are going to be Kansas City fans because... L.A. has no NFL fans. It's 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 sad for the NFL. They, they got to rethink this thought of teams in L.A. because it's not going to work. Next injury, Dolphins receiver Devontae Parker. He suffered an A.C. joint sprain and is considered week to week. He shouldn't need surgery and should be ready to go next week after the team's week 11 bye. Devontae Parker for the Dolphins. I've had an AC joint sprain, as I tell Dan all the time. It is a painful bitch. I'm telling you right now. It hurts, and you're down for a couple days. You can't move your thing. you got your arm in a sling. It is not fun. Uh, Julian Edelman suffered an ankle injury in last Sunday's game. However, according to his source, Edelman shouldn't be missing much time, if any, with the injury. Another... A uh, whiny, complaining, fake injury report, New England Patriots player, it sounds like to me. Uh, C.J. Anderson was released by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, seems the food in Charlotte is pretty good. As Anderson repeatedly put on quite a few pounds since moving to the Panthers, which caused him to miss a lot of playing time because, well, he's fat. <laughs> Marvin Jones, diagnosed with a bone bruise on his knee. And he's considered day today. Hopefully he'll be able to be as strong and willing to play through the pain the same way the GOAT Aaron Rodgers has played through his bone bruise. And as we found out Thursday when he lit up the, the stats machine against the Seahawks, um, another game the Packers should have won. But, uh, well, we can get into this some other time. But Mike McCarthy, I'm telling you right now, has to go. How do you not go for it? Fourth and two with five minutes left when you know you have only one timeout left and a defense that couldn't stop anybody late in the game because they're so racked with injuries that they're beat down and tired. McCarthy needs to be gone. Anyways, like I was saying, we found out Thursday night that uh, not only did Aaron Rodgers have a bone bruise, but he also has something torn in his knee, which is probably going to have to get taken care of during the offseason, I would think. Um... Next up, with the loss of Des Bryant and his Achilles tear, the Saints brought in Brandon Marshall on a one-year deal. Marshall worked out with the Saints the same week that um, Des Bryant did, and the Saints, you know, because they 
Des Bryant went down with his torn Achilles, and the Saints being the Saints, you know, not very good offensively this year. As you, you know, they they needed to bring in more weapons, and and so they took a flyer on Brandon Marshall, Le'Veon Bell, the crying baby, doesn't want to live up to his contract. Le'Veon Bell has chosen not to report to the Pittsburgh Steelers, meaning he has wasted a year by not signing the franchise tag he was offered and also meaning the Steelers still hold his rights for another year, although it would be at a higher franchise tag numbers. So the question everybody's asking is, you know, are the Steelers going to play hardball with Bell, or do they just try and trade him and see what they can get out of him before he walks again after next year? And I would be thinking the Steelers would be foolish, especially with the way James Connors has turned out this year. The Steelers would be foolish not to just try and get rid of Bell for whatever they can get from him. Obviously, it's going to take a team that's going to put up with his lack of um, team chemistry BS and whatever else comes with Le'Veon Bell, but um, I, I don't see him being with the Steelers next year, even though they have the right to have him for another year. Aaron Jones was given a vote of confidence by the GOAT Aaron Rodgers this week, saying the team needs to continue get to give the second year back more opportunities. And you saw that this past Thursday when they played against the Seattle Seahawks. Aaron Aaron Jones was given more opportunities, yet when it came down to the to the final drive or so, it was three straight passes. And, and I think a lot of that has to stem from the Packers brass still not thinking Aaron Jones is capable either health-wise or or the fact that they think he's still too small uh, to run more than 25 times. They've been limiting his number of touches during a game, which either they need to change that thought and just let him go and see what happens, or uh, they need to get somebody better in there as, as his second. Mitch Trubisky is on pace. This, this is a great story. Mitch Trubisky is on pace to break the Bears' single-season passing record and passing touchdown record. Now, now Bears fans shouldn't be getting too excited here. It isn't like there's some high bar that that was set that Mitch Trubisky has to leap over. Um, I mean, the Bears, they've had a horrendous collection of crap quarterbacks for the last generation or so. I mean, the record holder for the Bears right now is Eric Kramer with 3,800 yards and 29 touchdowns. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has already surpassed the touchdown number and is probably going to have the yardage number in, in two more games. Um, so, although it's, it's a record for Bears fans, I mean, it's it's kind of a Pop Warner record. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't I put it in there, I guess, because it was, it was funny and it was kind of a cute little story, and I like poking Bears fans, but... Uh, there you go, Mitch Trubisky. Almost better than Eric Kramer, everybody. So uh, that's it for the news and notes. It's time to get on the phone and see and talk to our next contestant on Beat the Host. I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Now what? I'm sorry. Winning. so much you may even get tired of winning so it's time 
for Beat the Host. Some lucky listener's opportunity to try and beat Dan and me, well, me, and win some great prizes from the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. On the phone with us today is Rachel. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm ready to beat you guys. <laughs> well, well, good luck with that. Now, now <laughs> I know you're sad that Dan's not here. He's got yeah. he's got family commitments coming in from out of town for the holidays. So um, he's not here, but he did give me a list of his players. And okay. I'm just going to go over everything with you and see if you have any questions. Um, okay. You, we're going to take turns picking um, mm-hmm. quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. You're going to get that order? No, you can pick whatever order you want. And then uh, you, you're going to get the first pick. You're going mm-hmm. to tell me what position you want to start with. You're going to pick mm-hmm. your player. Then Dan and I will pick a player from that position. And then and it'll be Dan's turn to go first. And then my turn. And you get the f- last person first. Does that make sense? Yep. One point for every 10 yards rushing, receiving, or passing. Six mm-hmm. points for every touchdown. Mm-hmm. Person with the highest score wins. Yep. All right. And to make it just a little more difficult, oh gosh, we take out the top five scores at each position according to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football League scoring. Okay. Okay? All right. What position would you like to start with? I would like to start with, I'm going to start with quarterback, actually. Quarterback. The top yep. five that you will not be able to pick from are Patrick Mahomes. Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, or Drew Brees? And your pick will be. Yeah, well, I would have gone with Drew Brees because that's who I have in my fantasy league. But I'm going to go with Cam Newton. Cam Newton. That might be the first time he's been picked this year. Well, I feel good about it. (laughs) All right. Well, Dan's going to take the second pick. And Mm -hmm. Dan is going to go. In fact, I need to, because the other thing I do when we're done with this is I go over the must-starts and don't-bothers at that position, and mm-hmm. I want to be sure that Dan's not taking someone dumb here, but he's not. <laughs> he, he's, he wants Kirk Cousins of the mm-hmm. Vikings, which yeah. leaves me with my guy. I'm going to go with the guy that I couldn't stand most of the season, well, most any time. I'm going with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. I'm sorry? Interesting. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's not something I'm proud of, but it's all about winning, and, and this is about the only place where I'm actually winning. Two of, oh. two of my three fantasy leagues, I'm I'm horrible. Ah, it but, happens. Other must-starts at quarterback, Mitch Trubisky of the Chicago Bears. He actually looks like a quality quarterback for the Bears, and that is something that team hasn't had since 1985. Home quarterbacks going against the Vikings' defense – have averaged 22 fantasy points per game this year. Do you want to change your pick? Nope. <laughs> Another guy I like this week, Marcus Mariota against Indianapolis. Mariota has 20 or more fantasy points in both of his last two games this season. This week he's playing the Colts defense that has allowed two touchdowns and more than 20 fantasy points to a Blake Bortles last week. You want to change to that guy? Nope. I also like Dak Prescott against the Falcons and my guy Andrew Luck against the Titans. As far as don't bothers, Phillip Rivers against the Broncos. 
Last week, Rivers managed only 15 fantasy points against what should have been a good matchup for him in Oakland. This week, he faces the Broncos, and for what it's worth, Rivers has yet to score more than 15 fantasy points in home games against AFC West teams in the last seven matchups. I also don't like Matthew Stafford against Carolina. I had him sitting last week, and I have him on the bench again this week. Stafford has failed to score more than 18 fantasy points in the last five games. Over the last four games, he has a mere six touchdowns and four turnovers. Also keep on your bench Andy Dalton against the Ravens and Derek Carr against the Cardinals. Which brings us to Dan, and Dan wants to start with receivers. Okay. And his receiver is the guy he's been taking pretty much every week, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you. The guys you can pick from, Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and DeAndre Hopkins. And that means you get the second pick, already gone, Odell Beckham Jr. Who would you like? I'm going to take Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, the guy I wanted to take. Antonio Brown going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like mm-hmm. that pick, actually. Yep. yep. Well, which leaves me with my number two guy, another guy who hasn't been taken much in this little game, but I'm going to try him this week. Larry Fitzgerald of the Cardinals going against Oakland. This guy just doesn't seem to get old. He meets the Raiders this what? week, who have given up seven touchdowns to slot receivers this year, as well as giving up the ninth most fantasy points overall to receivers. Another guy I like this week who would have been my third pick had the other ones gone, Robert Woods against Kansas City. Robert Woods has put up at least 70 receiving yards in every game of the season so far. And this is a huge game this week, and it is bound to be a high-scoring one. You should be getting all of your Rams and all of your Chiefs receivers into this game. I also like John Brown against Cincinnati and Elshon Jeffrey against the Saints. Don't bother for me this week, Michael Crabtree of Dallas. There's a really good chance that you're going to get to see Lamar Jackson starting for the Ravens this week. If that happens, think smaller, less athletic Cam Newton. There isn't going to be much passing. If there is passing, they aren't going to be finding their targets. And that's, I don't know why I have that in there. I must have been thinking about a different receiver. That's not Michael Crabtree. (laughs) Michael Crabtree for for the Dallas Cowboys is not a good start this week either. Um, you, you don't want them on your, on your team because their offensive line has been playing horribly. They can't run the Well, the only thing they can do is run the ball. Um, they, they're not pass protecting at all. So keep Michael Crabtree on your bench as well as the guy I was just talking about for the Baltimore Ravens, Devin Funches against the Detroit lions. Funches has disappeared lately. He has only scored 14 fantasy points over his last two games combined. And this week he goes against Darius Slay who should keep him in check for most of the game. Other guys to keep on your bench, Demarius Thomas against the Redskins and Deshaun Jackson against the Giants. I'm still trying to figure out who the hell I was talking about with Lamar Jackson. Anyway, brings me to me. I'm going to go with running backs. Okay. We'll leave you with the first pick for tight ends. <laughs> Running backs that you can't take this week are. Let me get my little 
handy dandy sheet. Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Saquon Barkley, and Kareem Hunt. And I am going to go with who my number one guy that isn't a all-star name guy. I'm going to go Tevin Coleman against the Cowboys. Tevin, he's not very good against the Browns last week. However, the game against Dallas just might become a barn burner. I see Coleman getting a lot of action this week. Get him in your lineup, and you'll be you'll be fine. Do you have a Tevin Coleman in any of your leagues? Nope. All right. Well, who would you like then? I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. You're going to make Dan angry because that was his guy. <laughs> <laughs> which leaves him with Ezekiel Elliott um, from the Dallas Cowboys. Not quite sure about that pick, but, um, you know, yeah. I uh, he has been getting a lot of yards lately in touchdowns, so maybe it's a good pick. I'm just not a fan of Ezekiel. Other must-starts that I like, Alex Collins against the Bengals. The Bengals' defense has given up over five yards per rush and more than 42 fantasy points to running backs in their last four games. I love Collins this week. Other must-starts, Philip Lindsay against the Chargers and Carrion Johnson against the Panthers. Don't bother Jordan Howard against the Vikings. There's going to be a lot of passing in this game, and I do not foresee Howard getting a lot of carries, especially considering the Vikings are only allowing just over three yards per rush to opposing running backs. Another guy, Marlon Mack against the Titans. The Titans have only allowed one running back to be anywhere in the top 15 for fantasy scoring this year. The Titans have also not given up a rushing touchdown when they are playing on the road. Also sit this week, Lamar Miller versus the Redskins and Adrian Peterson against the Texans. Which brings us to you, and we're going tight ends. The tight ends that you cannot pick from, Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey. Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Eric Ebron, or Jared Cook? Who would you like? I think I'm going to go Austin Hooper. Oh, damn you. Damn you. That was going to be my guy. (laughs) Damn it. Austin Hooper of the Atlanta Falcons. Love him. I pick him every time I get a chance to. I can't believe he's not a top five tight end. Yeah. Um, Dan's next, and Dan wants O.J. Howard, who was my second pick. (laughs) Great. That that leaves me with, uh, well, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to go Vance McDonald of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other must-starts, Trey Burton versus versus the Vikings. It's pretty good when the talking heads are calling your 40-yard performance in your last game mediocre, and that's what they did for Trey Burton last week. This week he goes against the Vikings defense that has given up the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends at home this year. Also, Evan Ingram against Tampa. What a way to get back on track. Here come the Buccaneers, who have allowed seven top 12 tight ends in fantasy scoring so far this year. I also like your guy, Austin Hooper against Dallas. And my guy, Vance McDonald, against Jacksonville. As far as don't bothers, Kyle Rudolph against Chicago. 
I've been on this guy for many weeks since the start of the season, and I'm done. I'm not going to be fooled by the promise of big fantasy points from this turd anymore. He has yet to score more than nine points in his last five games this year. I also don't like Jordan Reed against Houston. This might be the week when we lose Jordan Reed. The season is coming to an end, and it has to happen sooner or later when Reed has his year-ending injury that happens every season. He has not scored over 10 fantasy points in more than one of his last six games. Keep him on your bench this week. Other don't bothers for me include Janu Smith against Indianapolis. And that's it for the teams this week. Rachel, you have Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, trying to handcuff some points there. (laughs) Antonio Brown and Austin Hooper. Dan has Kirk Cousins, Ezekiel Elliott, Odell Beckham Jr., and O.J. Howard. And I have Andrew Luck, Tevin Coleman, Larry Fitzgerald, and Vance McDonald. If you're able to beat both Dan and myself, you can get your very own. Do you need another autographed picture of us? I do. Do you really? I do. I misplaced my other one when I moved <laughs> desks at work. I had it sitting up at my desk at work, and yes. I moved desks, and okay, well, I don't know where it went, so we'll, I do. We'll, I need another one. <laughs> we'll get you another one of those. And your very own Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast beer in can Beer can and bottle koozie. It doesn't have to be beer can. I guess it could be a soda can. But a can and a bottle koozie. You're going to get those anyway because we have a lot of them and no one's winning. So, I mean. Well, hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll <laughs> earn it legit. But if not. If not, if, if you earn it legit, we'll even give some for your, for your, your, your boyfriend. Oh, I'm sure he'd love that. Yeah, I'm he'd sure he would. <laughs> so that's it. Good luck. And um, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Good luck to you, too. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. God, I feel like an idiot. I really have no idea what I was talking about with the uh, must-starts at at receiver. I I must have had notes going for something else, and and, uh, I changed my mind midway through and never changed the notes. But either way, you got your must-starts at Don't Bothers. We have our Beat the Host contestant. And you know what that means. It's time now for some gambling. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I got to warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. It's time to make some money gambling, as you heard from the bumper music. And this is about the only place where I'm actually doing well. This and beat the host. If it wasn't for that, my season would be completely done. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the top scorer. I beat the host every week, and I'm actually making a little bit of money. You know, once all the bets start coming in on on the the sports investing section. So here we go. We're going to start with the NFL. Our chance to try and make a little money for you and for ourselves. Ours, of course, is just play money. We are. Uh, not legally allowed to do this, you know, with real money yet, unless we're in Vegas, and we are not. So we're going to give you our picks for the NFL and some college games, and you decide whether or not you you, you like the thoughts of what we're putting out there. And if you do, if you, and if you're allowed to legally, make some wagers with your man. Um, I'll go over my picks, and I'll I'll let you know what what Dan's doing. Actually, Dan only has four picks for the NFL. He likes um, Atlanta. 
minus three versus Dallas, which I also like. Uh, Dallas looks to be, again, without some of their talented defensive linemen this week, meaning Matt Ryan should have plenty of time to get the ball to his crop of talented receivers. This is my top play of the week, actually. We're getting an underrated team versus an overrated team with tons of value. Play the house on this one. Atlanta, minus three. Also, Dan has Oakland plus four versus Arizona. He also has Philadelphia plus seven at New Orleans. Now, this one, I went the opposite direction. I'm, I'm, I'm all over New Orleans minus the nine right here against Philadelphia. The Saints are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games, all wins. And they just put up 45 points against the Los Angeles Rams at home and 51 points against Cincinnati on the road. I am not buying that Philadelphia is back. Give me the Saints. I'll give you nine points. And like I said, Dan's going with Philly plus the nine. Um, Dan also has Indianapolis minus two versus Tennessee. My other games, Houston Texans minus three versus Washington. Houston has won their last six games straight up. They are four, one and one against the spread when coming off a bye week. The Texans, on the other hand, four and oh against the spread under their current head coach, Bill O'Brien and five and oh against the spread as a road favorite under O'Brien. Give me the Texans and I'll lay the points. Love the Texans versus Washington in this game. My next game, Minnesota Vikings plus three against Chicago. The Vikings, right now, they're an impressive 6-2 and two straight up when facing the Bears. Also, Chicago is 0-8 against the spread after having gained. I mean, this, this is one of those weird stats, so I mean, take it for what it's worth. The Bears are 0-8 against the spread after having gained six and a half or more yards per play in his previous game since the start of the 2015-2016 season. I love the Vikings, especially considering I'm getting three points. Give me the Vikings and uh, their 6-2 and straight-up record against the Bears. I also like Pittsburgh minus six against Jacksonville. Jacksonville looks to be one of the biggest disappointments to me this year. They are dead last in the AFC South, and just three, five, and one against the spread. Give me Pittsburgh minus a six. And like I said, Dan and I both have Indianapolis and Tennessee. I have Indianapolis just like Dan does, minus two against Tennessee. I expect the Titans to be flat in this game. I like how the Colts' offense, uh, offensive line is going to be able to nullify Tennessee's great defensive front. Um, Andrew Luck, the neck beard playing a lot better than I ever thought he'd be able to play right now. Um, Give me Indianapolis minus two points. I also have a money line parlay. I'm taking uh, just to win the games, Atlanta, Carolina, Houston, New Orleans, and Minnesota. Trying to make up a little bit of the money I've uh, given away the last few weeks. And now for college. Let's start with Dan. Uh, He started off last night... um, didn't start off actually good that way. He started off taking New, New Mexico plus 21 against Boise State. Uh, they lost a game by 34, I believe, was the final. Um, he has Ohio State minus 15 against Maryland. Michigan State uh, plus 2. Or is that minus? Michigan State minus 2 against Nebraska. I have that game also. TCU plus 2 against Baylor. Georgia State plus 28 in the hook against Appalachian State. 
and USC minus three and a half against UCLA, Boston College minus one and a half against Florida State, and West Virginia minus five against Oklahoma State. He took four of those teams and put a small little parlay together. He's taken the Ohio State game, Michigan State, USC, and Boston College. For my college games, we have a couple of the same. I Again, I also have Michigan State minus two against Nebraska. I'm taking Kentucky minus 16 against Middle Tennessee State. I'm amazed at how well Kentucky's playing, and when you're going against uh, one of those directional schools, uh, give me Kentucky, and I'll give you 16. I like Pittsburgh minus 5.5 against Wake Forest. Um, <laughs> this might be my downfall game this week, although uh, I kind of like this one. I'm taking Louisville plus the 16 points against North Carolina State. Um, I also like Utah State minus the 27th versus Colorado State. Uh, like Dan, I'm taking USC minus the 3.5 against UCLA. I'm taking Wisconsin plus 5 versus Purdue. Stanford minus two against California, although I just found out that that game is going to be canceled because apparently they can't play with a little forest fire smoke in the air. So that game's canceled, so that's going to knock my parlay down a little bit. And then finally, Oregon minus four against Arizona State. Those are our picks this week. Check them out on the website on the sports investing page. And remember, don't bet any more than you can afford to lose. And it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing. Good luck. And it's time now for the fans. And here we are, everybody, in the bar. It's time for the Fantasy Girl. You can check her out on the website, mycffl.com, on the Fantasy Girl page. And I actually wish Dan was here for this one because I would have loved to have heard his guesses on the measurements for this Fantasy Girl this week. Um, also, it's kind of boring in the bar without him. Uh, although I am now getting all the attention that Dan normally gets when he's here. But uh, either way. Fantasy Girl of the Week, everybody. This week, it's Abigail Ratchford. She was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania in 1992. Abigail Ratchford is an American glamour model, social media personality, and actress. She is the fifth of seven children. As a child, Abigail wanted to be a veterinarian, but ended that dream when she found out she was deathly allergic to cats and dogs. That's something that's uh, probably going to keep anybody from being veterinarian if you can't uh, deal with the things that you're supposed to be working on. Abigail took part in the Miss Pennsylvania pageant when she was 21 years old, and she relocated to Los Angeles to model and act. Abigail is regarded by various media outlets as the queen of Instagram. In 2014, Abigail relocated, like I said, to L.A. to further expand her career in modeling and acting. Since moving... She has been featured in numerous billboard campaigns on Sunset Boulevard. Abigail has also made a name for herself on a small screen with multiple guest roles on ABC, E! Entertainment Television, and most recently NBC's Parks and Recreation. In early 2015, 2015 I should say, 
She was in a relationship with the son of Jimmy Iovine. You know him as the guy behind, uh, well, he was behind um, Dr. Dre and Beats. And then uh, he's a record producer and sold all that Beats stuff to Apple for a billion some dollars or whatever it was. Uh, that re- re- relationship between between Abigail and, and the son of Jimmy Iovine reportedly ended soon after it started in mid-2015. And here's the part for Dan. Abigail stands 5 foot 8 inches tall. She weighs 139 pounds. She wears a size 6 dress. And her measurements are 41, 26, 38. I guarantee you, Dan would have missed two out of those three measurements. Unless he would have went with the bra size 36 double D, he would have probably gotten that. But it's Abigail Ratchford, your fantasy girl of the week for week 11 of the NFL and fantasy season. Check her out on the website, mycffl.com, under the fantasy girl page. Like I said, send us an email. You got questions, comments, concerns. DM uh, CFF podcast at hotmail.com. CFF podcast at hotmail.com or Dan at strap. 1971 at yahoo.com. Have a great week 11 of your fantasy season. Good luck. Hopefully you're doing better than I am. And that doesn't take much either. It's kind of like Mitch Trubisky breaking the Bears passing and touchdown record. Not hard to do to be better than me this year. My teams suck. Um, But until next week, oh, yeah, the call in line, 414-520-8249. Leave us a message. You want to be on Beat the Host, let us know on there or the email, whichever you want. But like I said, until next week, uh, have a great one. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll be coming to you Friday next week. Uh, We'll have the website or the podcast up on the website for you. Uh, But until then, be good. Bye-bye.